is chilling. What more can I say? Top villain. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Bill Bellamy. Welcome to Top Billing, the hottest podcast in the country for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. If you know anything about me, you know how much I love boxing, and I've been trying to keep bringing the best of the best to Top Billing. This man is extremely Top Billing. He has won belts in three classes. He is currently the WBO Welterweight champion of the world representing Omaha, Nebraska. Terrence Bud Goddamn Crawford. What up, baby? What's up, man? What's up, hey, man? bro, I so appreciate uh, you coming by the, by the top building with us, man, kicking it. We're here in Houston. For people, we're here for uh, the Houston Tycoon Takeover. But I had an opportunity to just bump into you randomly. I don't know if you knew how much of a fan of yours I am because I just think you pound for pound one of the best I've ever seen live, bro. Like you really nice with that thing. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate how, it. How, when did you start? When did you start boxing? When I started boxing at the age of seven. Uh huh. You know, and then I got kicked out the gym, so I start doing other sports like basketball, football, wrestling, little baseball here and there. But you know, that's pretty much you know when I started boxing. Then okay. I came back in two thousand two, and I was like locked in. Serious. <laughs> 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 He came back in 2002 just just ready to just rumble with everybody moving and grooving. Literally, bro, you have to be like one of the most athletic boxers like to me, like you no know, being an athlete myself and playing sports, watching you the way you move, like you literally could do almost anything. Boxing is just the thing you're doing, but I I can see you playing football. I can see you hooping. I can see you wrestling. I can see you doing if even if you wanted to do martial arts, I can see you doing that shit too. Yeah, but, like, me growing up as a kid, that's all we did, you know, was play sports. Like, we didn't have no, you know, tablets and... Right. You Netflix wasn't on your you wasn't on your smartphone. You was out having fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. So it's like, you know, all the kids in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. one day we'll be playing football. Next minute, we'll be at the basketball court. We'll all be playing kickball, soccer, like, mm-hmm. just doing things that kids normally do. Now, this is a funny thing, uh, and this is no in no way disrespect. The only two people I know from Omaha are you and Gabrielle Union. You know I said that. Did I tell you? Uh, do we got some more? No, you know somebody else. Too. Who, who else came out of Omaha? You know Warren Buffett. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Hey, Warren, I hear you, baby. I see you. I see you out there repping. One of the wealthiest men in the world came out of the O, huh? Oh, man. We got Mon Green, mm-hmm. man. We got Bob Boozer. Like, we got a lot of people. That and a lot out. of great football, bro. How how you ain't, how do you ain't, how you get to the boxing and you just didn't see all that Nebraska football and didn't want to just do that? Uh, I was too small. You know, I okay. was 4'11 in the ninth grade. Right. Like, I never think I was going to grow. Right. So it was like, you know, <laughs> all right, you playing football. But, you know, football ain't going to work for you. And or basketball. Cats, and them cats is big, bro. Them big corn-eating, oh, yeah. corn-fed, oh, yeah. just like damn near almost uh, uh, alien football players in Nebraska. They get them from everywhere. When you see those kind of teams, you think you're big until you see they like, oh, yeah. offensive line and then they defensive ends coming at you at 4-2, 4-3 speed. Yeah. You're like, you know what? I'm going to start boxing, man. Yeah. That's how it was in high school. Mm-hmm. It was like – you know, in the ninth grade, I played basketball. Mm-hmm. I was the point guard, but then it was just like, ding, like, yeah. It's about time you go back to boxing <laughs> where they in your weight class. 
One of the things that everyone says about you is that you are ambidextrous. Like you can fight orthodox, soft pole. How, how are you able to do that? Was that something you added or it was just more of a natural thing for you? Well, actually, it was something natural mm -hmm. that, you know, something that I used to do to get in. I used to get in trouble. Okay. You know, my coach used to always yell at me and whatnot. You need to learn how to fight. One way before you try to fight another way. Right. You know? So I was just be like, man, all right. So I will always get yelled at. And I remember in high school, you know, I got in a fight. Okay. And I messed up my right hand. And then I was in the gym just with the left. Because you couldn't use it. Yeah, I couldn't use my right hand. And so he was just like, all right, since you're badass, ain't going to listen to me. You might as well train you to use them both. You know, so it was just like either, you know, you keep getting in trouble or they just like they give in and just like, all right, fuck it. You just well, the, well the good thing about it, Terrence, actually, is that it made you have um, kind of like a superpower or an extra attribute because if you're in a situation when you're fighting, you can adjust a different way. And you, so it's almost like using both sides of your brain. You know what I mean? Right. Because I remember when I broke, I was hooping in high school and I broke my thumb. My, my left hand wasn't really that good. I learned how to write with my left hand because I couldn't do none of my homework. Right. So I learned how to write with my left hand. And so I was like, that, that was actually a blessing for me because I couldn't do nothing. Yeah. My, my left hand was like, it was dead for us. <laughs> you, you ain't use your left hand. Like, you'd be like, man, what, scratch your face. You'd be, you know, it looked weird. But when I broke my thumb and it was like, what's that? Eight, nine weeks, I taught myself how to write with it. And like you said, but you was fighting both sides. Right. So I can't come. So whatever angle I come at you, you got you got something for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I saw one of my favorite fights I saw um, with you was with Sean Porter, right? And um, people were saying that all they have to do is pressure you and then that that's the way to try to defeat you. I don't know if them people know what the hell they're talking about. Do y'all know? Do, 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 do the people do they do they know y'all? No. No, I don't think they know it. It did, did it, it didn't work out for him. Cause he was trying, he was coming down the middle, and I think you had something in there. Yeah, he was he was doing a little bit of both, you know, mm -hmm. little sneak attacks, you yeah. know, uh try to rough me up here and there, mm -hmm. try to box. So he was trying to mix it up. He wasn't just trying to come straight forward because, you know, he knew we we know each other real well, so he was trying to mix it up. So that, here was the thing: I had an interview with uh, Roy Jones Jr. as well, right? And this is interesting because I always think like boxers are not cool with each other. Like, just be like, man, show up at the show up at the weight, man, bro. Go ahead, bro. And then y'all stand in front of each other and y'all talk crazy. But then it's Roy was like, man, I called him up, man, fight me, man. I mean, dude, what you you had the barbershop come here after you get your hair cut. We might as well fight, man. Let's just fight. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you guys talk like. That. Oh yeah, some some of us do. Or some of y'all are cool, don't, right? You know, like for instance, me and Sean Porter, we we was cool, you right? Know? Anyway, we was already talking about you know fighting and when would be the right time, like because to be honest, I didn't want to fight Sean. You know, I felt like that was a, a fight where they wanted to gauge me and you know test me because of his fight with Earl. They they wanted to see how. I fair how where, you would do, yeah. You know, and I told him that, and I was just like, "Nah, I, don't, I feel like they just using you," you know. And he was insisting that me and him fight. So I was like, "All, All right, right, let's." <laughs> hey, hey, fuck it. Hey, let's fuck it. Let's let's get it. Now you mentioned Earl Spence Jr. This bro, 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 bro. 
This is the fight that's rumbling in the streets. This is the fight at the barbershop. This is the fight that the fans that love boxing want to see. I hear, I might not be right, but I hear that now it could possibly happen. I think the stars are starting to kind of line up. Do you think this would be one of those fights that will, you know, really just solidify who you are? Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. I feel like, you know, this is the fight where it leaves no doubt or no questioning or any whatsoever about Terrence Crawford and, you know, his skills, his career or anything. You just leave leave it all to rest. If you guys get this fight done, which we're going we gonna to talk this as into a manifestation, this fight will happen because the fans love it and y'all two are the both the best of the best at your weight class right now. And that's the only way for us to get the truth to what it is, right? right. Now, Errol Spence Jr., who seems slightly crazy, don't it seem like he kind of wild or something? Am I bugging? It's it a little, little wild a little bit. You seem more reserved, like you got, you know, your head together. Earl might be in the strip club, drive a car 150 miles an hour, flip out of it, and still go to Whole Foods. I don't know. I don't see that in your future. I see, like, you you keep yourself together. Cool. How do you prepare for a fight like this? Like, uh, let's say let's say if you were fighting in November now, what would the training be like being um, – you lock in on your diet. You go, you stay away from everybody. We go away in the mountains like Rocky. And how does that work? Well, I leave and go to Colorado Springs. That's mm-hmm. where you know I have a house at. That's where my training camps be at. Mm-hmm. And I just lock in, you know, and do what I do best. And I just prepare myself <laughs> to the best of my ability. Right. I don't too much worry about another fighter. Okay. I always said, if I'm in the best shape. Mentally, physically, and emotionally, can't nobody beat me. Let me say something, boy. Is that boy confident? Earl, 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 can you hear me? Earl, I know Earl Spence Jr. out there. Earl Spence, bro. Hey, man, come. Hey, get out them clubs. All right, go home. Have some uh, have some protein shakes. Run. Do what you need to do. And I want this to happen. I don't want no shenanigans. Everybody get their money because you know a lot of times it be over money. This the everybody get what they need. Do this for the fans. Do this for the culture. This is what top billing is about, bro. You top billing to me, bro. You top billing on so many levels. It's your it's your work ethic. It makes you top billing. It is what you're doing for boxing, man. I feel like you guys are bringing it back. Like, I'm an old school kind of guy, like, where, you know, I came up with, you know, the Tommy Hearns and the Sugar Ray Leonard's and Roberto Duran's, Benitez, like all these old school welterweight cats that was bananas, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I love the art of boxing, and it, it is a beautiful skill. It's very masterful if you're really good at it because it's a lot. It's like chess. It's a lot of like counters and this, that, and the other. You do this, I can do that, smother that. So I'm I'm a huge fan of that. Um, in in this era, you have. A quality that is very, to me, similar to Tommy Hearns. The power of delivering a punch right when you need it and the speed of like a Sugar Ray, all compact in one person. How were you able to get to the point where your where your punches are that powerful? I always wanted to ask that question. How do you get strong enough to be to be a power puncher like that? I did. I, honestly, I think most of it is just natural, mm-hmm. you know, I always, I always been strong ever since I was a little kid. Right. You know, I think it was just more so of 
my competitive nature, you know, because I was so small. I just always felt like I had to do something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It always be the small yeah. guys that be the toughest fight. I remember, I'll tell you a funny story, right? I was I was hooping in this league, right? And uh, we had really good athletes, and we had a really good team. And we had, uh, it was an all-Mexican team. They was all 5'5". Five, five. They was all the same height, and we standing over there, you know, brothers. Man, we about to pop <laughs> these dudes up. Juan, Fernando, Miguel, they about to get it. We was beating everybody by at least 15 to 25, right? Bruh! These little dudes was, they was flying. First of all, they, they was moving like they was playing soccer, right? And they was talking in Spanish, and they was driving and kicking and kicking. Splash! They was like, <laughs> yo, we was down 30, bro. <laughs> bro, them little dudes was not playing with us, and they wasn't bigger than us. They just had so much tenacity, and they was doing it the right way. They was playing the game so mad. They was just passing the ball, passing the ball, and we up here trying to swat it, and then they kick it to Pedro and splash. So you'd never underestimate by looking or size, and I'm telling you, and with size, I feel like when people are smaller, they look at the world completely different and they come with an imprint to like, yo, you smashing everything. Mm -hmm. We pushing that. People going to know who I am. I feel that about you. Oh, definitely. Because when we came in, we started talking hoops. You said you was, you was about to give everybody bucks. I mean, how, how tall is this man? How tall is he? Man, I'm 5'8". 5'8", and he talking like he's 6'9". <laughs> he's like, yo, man, B, you don't want to smoke. I'm like, oh! Out. So you are competitive on everything. Everything. So today, uh, for people who are listening, we're going to have a celebrity basketball game today. And um, Terrence, I want to see uh, how many buckets you think you can get. Just like, just natural, uh, just fun. I ain't no pressure. Just how, 15. You going to go 15, 16 I can, points? I can, I, can, I can go for 15. Easy. Because yeah. you're going to have the ball. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm a two guard, so I'm going to need you to help me help you. I'm a one I'm you, one and a two guard. Oh, see this, you know what, man? Let me tell you something. Just because you're the world champion of the world. Do you want to shoot? <sighs> Can you shoot, or are you a scorer? I'm a shooter. You, you. So you, you. So you. So you. Like, if I drive and I kick it to you, that's wet. Wet. Okay. All right, Terrence. You know what? Water. You talk a lot of shit, bro. Water. <laughs> you talk a water. He talk a lot of shit over here, bro. You better not miss shit, bro. Got to be able to back it up. Okay. Bro. Okay. Listen, bro. We we talking hoop now. Now we don't switch though, cause you still got your boxing mind. Yeah. We over here on basketball right now, okay? Cause it's gonna be a bunch of celebrities. My boy T.O. coming today, and T.O. just ran a four four, and he nine thousand years old. I seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he making dudes in their 40s look crazy. T.O. called out about five, six, seven fantastically uh, fast guys and said it on record. Y'all don't want the smoke. I got a question for you um, because you you go, I'm going to have to put some buckets up for you today. I see. <laughs> I'm going to have to get stretched, though, because I'm kind of old now. <laughs> hey, I can still get buckets, though, but it's only for a short time. Like, let me tell you why. Because during COVID, I wasn't playing ball at all. They took the rims down in L.A. I don't know if you come out to L.A., right? We had no rims, no rims, nowhere. So I wasn't playing ball nowhere, right? So I, last couple of months, I go back to play, and I realize full court is, is, is far. Yeah. It's far. 90, was it 92 feet? It's, it's far. Half court, I'm a motherfucking beast <laughs> for two games. Then I got to sit there. 
<laughs> See, you younger than me. How old are you now? 34. 30, boy, well, you know what I was doing at 34? Everything! Now, I don't want to say how old I am, but I'm very mature. I am uh, not able to play it on the 92 feet for the whole game. Back in the day, I mean, I mean, I used to play like running. Now I'm kind of like running, 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 and then I start jogging like the old people. Do you, know, you ever see the old men when they run their fast break? It'd be like this, yeah, <laughs> but they be walking. <laughs> hey man, go there, right there, Otis, right there, Otis. <laughs> they always got. They still old. got that shot. Though. Yo. You ever play with your uncles? You know, boy, they be. They still got that shot. I remember when I was a kid, I used to always play with grown men, right? They be, but they were slow. But they was, they be like, they they got the mean grab. They get the right. Where you going? (laughs) My uncles and them used to. Hey, hey, hey! Now, Uh -uh, don't bring that little Kobe uh, L.A. stuff out here. (laughs) Come on now, come on now. Yeah, you can't do that to me. I used to be trying to cross my uncles up, man. They gonna foul you hard. They, they my they uncle hit me in the, hit me in the throat. He said, "All right, I'll get you some lunch." Yeah, they gonna foul you hard. <laughs> you ain't about to be embarrassing them on the court. Hey, if there was if there was a uh, real quick just for on the fun side of things, what is there something else that you would want to do? Like you know, as as you progress, as these fights continue, and you continue to make your mark in boxing, is there some other fun stuff you would like to do? Because I got I'm gonna tell you a funny story about me. What I want to do. Me personally, uh-huh. um, I don't know, man. I be chilling, man. I be playing, you know what I mean, the game. I be fishing, mm-hmm. you know, riding the dirt bikes, four-wheelers. See, like you, you, so you got a little bit of country boy swag. Oh, yeah. Okay, so country I, boy I swag. Like, I like outdoor adventures, you know. And having fun. Yeah, that's me. That's now, me. Ask, tell me am I weird, bro, because I've been thinking about this, and you could tell me if I should do this or not. Bro, for whatever reason, man, I want to be on American Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me why I want to do I just want to see if I can get up the wall. You ever watch American yeah, Ninja? Yeah, I, you that, look that, like you seemed, can get up there, That seems like some fun, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's athletic. Like, yeah. you got to do the thing, boom, boom. You got to grab the ball, yeah, I swing. Know bro, I, I know I'm not going to make it, Terrence. I'm, just let me live, you bro. You're heavy, too. I'm he- no, I'm only like 208. That's heavy. So, I you, first, I'm I should lean saying, out man. a little bit. Yeah. So, what we'll come down to like 195? Yeah. Easy. One, yeah, you, 193, yeah. ripped. You don't see no guys 200. Grab and then get, make the wall. See, you you gonna hurt my feelings. No, I'm just saying. So just for, saying, first of all, it's I, cardio too. So it's cardio. Yeah. So how about I'm gonna do this? We where we going to Colorado Springs? Because I got to go up there, and the altitude is gonna help me get my conditioning yeah. right. And then we running every. What time are we getting up? Let's get up at six. Can we? Okay. So, so how far are we running? Probably like four miles. You know. You try to kill somebody, bruh. So you saying we gonna you want my old ass to get up at six a.m. in the morning, run with you for four miles in five thousand miles above sea level, where the air is thin like this, and then you probably gonna want to poop after that too, because you hoop. You know, I know I just, <laughs> it sound like I said poop. I said hoop. Um, then you gonna want to hoop after that? No, after the gym, we gonna hoop after the gym. Then we hoop. That's more cardio. That's going to get this little belly off yeah. me. Okay. I got you. I got and you. Then, we got to eat right, too, though. What am I eating? got to eat right, man. All proteins? I'm just saying, man. We're going to get you right. We're going to get you right for you. Okay. Not for me. We're going to get you right so for I'm, you. So no sparring, though. Please say no. You want me sparring, man, too. Man, we got to spar one round, man. I got to see where you at. Ah! <laughs> I got to see where you at. What Do, do they have a the thing that protect your ribs? Do yeah. I got to do this straight up? 
Yeah, Come man. on, T. You man, don't have it. your boy out here with the my little my little barbecue ribs would be broke. All right, then. So. <laughs> All right, I gotta suggest. Now. All right, how you help me? Just out? bring your son. So, just bring your son. See, that's my little nephew right here. Oh, he, your nephew. Yeah, yeah that's bring my your nephew. 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 He's six seven. He could he could probably do it. Bring nephew. I want to see him on the court. Oh, nephew, you bring your, you bring your stuff with you because we can go tomorrow. Because. Oh, you go to the store right now, yeah. Okay. He said you you asked him, yeah, he bring his stuff. I always keep my sneakers with me. He said, yeah, but then turned and said, we can go to the store. You got it. I got him. See, man, listen, I'm gonna tell y'all when when this airs, when this <laughs> <laughs> hey, when this episode airs, I want y'all to make sure y'all go on to YouTube, go on somewhere so you can see this game that we play today. We are here in uh in, in Houston for the uh, 50 Cent Houston Takeover. So I'm getting an opportunity to interview a lot of my friends and a lot of great talents such as Terrence Bud Crawford. And it's been a blast weekend because I'm running into different people, athletes, uh, celebrities, rappers, uh, music producers that I haven't seen in a while. Scarface is coming in, so you'll get a chance to uh, meet Scarface. Well, AI will be here this weekend. so you'll, you'll, That's my guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're going to see everybody at, that you like. I got a question for you about boxing, right? So I get three boxes and you get three boxes and see if my top three could beat your top three. Okay. You ready? Who you first? go one, I go one. Well, wait. Which way? Which, should we stay in one way class? No, I'm just asking you. Uh, let's go welterweight. Welterweight, middleweight. I ain't even gonna go heavy. Floyd. You got Floyd. All right. You got Floyd. I got Sugar Ray. Uh, Marvin Hagler. I got Bernard Hopkins. Bernard Hopkins wasn't at welterweight. He was. A, I said, "What's oh, away, middleweight? Oh, what's away, middleweight? Okay, okay. Because uh, I just want to have a little bit of flexibility. Okay, so I got one more. I got one more too. And y'all be the judge. Who squad gonna get who? Go ahead, Sugar Ray Robinson. Ah, damn it! <laughs> God, they got yeah. He said, "Oh, you doing? Oh, <laughs> God damn!" Oh, who do I have for Sugar Ray Robinson in the middle? Oh man, that's gonna be tough. Do I go? Do I go? Tommy Hitman Hearns? Mm. <laughs> I, I I got who I got so far. I got Hagler. No, I got Hagler. You got Hagler. Who I got? You got. I, I you got, got Sugar Bernard, Ray. You got Bernard Hopkins. B Hop and um, since he got Sugar Ray Robinson, middleweight, welterweight. I mean, I think I think Hitman Hearns up against Sugar Ray Robinson. I mean, it's gonna be sleep. tight. He gonna be slept. He going to sleep. He going. <laughs> so Tommy Hearns don't have no chance against Sugar Ray Robinson. Mm -mm. Okay. What about I have uh, B Hop versus who you had? Marvin Hagler versus B Hop. That's a fight. Bro. That's a good fight. That's a good. See, That's a good fight. we lined up on that. That could go either way. Yeah. Styles, power. Tenacious. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Now I got uh I got Sugar Ray versus Floyd. That's, That's a good fight that, too. You think you think you think Floyd seen that kind of speed? I That's don't know. rough, man. Sugar Ray Sugar Ray Leonard be Floyd Daddy, but you know Floyd ain't nothing <laughs> like his daddy. I, I'll be honest with you. I think that that would be an epic fight, but I feel like Floyd Mayweather, in my opinion, is the best. 
counterpuncher ever. Like, he ain't going to give Sugar Ray a lot of things to do. He's the best defensive. And he got the best defense. All you get in his shoulder all day. But Sugar got them. He might get him on points. One thing about Floyd, Mm -hmm. he know how to win. So So, I ain't never betting against him. So so, so basically, I lost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, do y'all agree with this? And don't say that because y'all friends. Did my team just get smoked, or was it the one in the middle was good though, right? Yeah. The Hagler. <laughs> the, that's the only one I had. Yeah, okay. Hey, you got good. me slip. You caught me slipping. Hey, man. All facts. This is a part of our show. We ask you a question. You just tell the truth about it, right? Aerosmith Junior. Fight. Y'all fighting. Um, does he even have a chance at all? Any 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 fighter have a chance that right. step in the ring. Mm-hmm. I never say a fighter and never have a chance because they put on the gloves just like you do. Right. So there is a chance, but if I had to put my money on one side of the thing, I think I'm going with Bud. Facts. Okay, because I, I feel like there's something serious going on over here. You know, this boy got the whole Omaha, Nebraska. You know how big Nebraska is. That's a big state. You got all uh, Omaha, the city and the state on your back. You repping in every category. Three three weight classes, just one, two, boom, boom, boom. Everything's championed. No, no defeats. Is there anybody else out here that, that you think would be a good fight? They all be good fights. But but everybody ain't in the same weight class. Like oh, so you, some some people said, have to go up or come down to fight. You saying you know? like in the welterweight division or just like out out there, period. I'm gonna have to say welterweight for now. Oh, with me? Yeah. Oh, it's, you got Pacquiao. He just retired, so right. he, you know. What I mean, the people that's here. You got me. You got Errol. Mm-hmm. You got Keith Thurman. You got Ugas. Uh, Sean Porter retired, but you got the young fighters that's coming up like Ortiz and uh, Boots Ennis. Um, yeah. Would you go up to middleweight after you beat Errol? And then that that's done. Would you go up a class to fight maybe middleweight? Charlo. Huh? To fight Jamel Charlo? Yeah. That would be that be that be an ill fight. That's what I want. To that's what you want. Yeah. So, so for people that do not understand boxing, right? You at welterweight that category that class is what one forty seven. One forty seven. One forty seven. One fifty four is middleweight, right? Right. So at one fifty four, you go up seven pounds. That fight would be incredible. Would you think that would be the best at that weight for you, that particular uh, opponent? Well, he got all the belts, so. Got to go get him. Yeah, got to go get him. So then that means that'll be four classes. Can, can we can we make a manifestation that yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. That we doing. We already did three. Three done. Yeah. So let's go four. So we go boom, 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 go up the middleweight, whoop that ass. Right. And then, and then after I whoop your ass on the basketball court, then I'm going to have uh, a No, no, no. That ain't going to happen. Uh, no. Pump your brakes. Did y'all see? Did y'all, <laughs> you, see you, see how, you see how I tried to slide that in there? Tried he ain't let that go at all. He tried it. He tried it. <laughs> He tried it. No, I'm just messing with you. Uh, who was who was your toughest opponent to to figure out so far? Like in in your in your fights, uh, my toughest opponent, I would have to say Gamboa. Gamboa, yeah. And why? Because not only was his hands fast, he had fast feet. You know, and he was shorter, so he was like like a little net, <laughs> like <laughs> and it's like one minute he in front of you. Next minute, he on the side of you, and then you get hit, and you like, you swing, and he over here, and you like, man. So it's like you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Um, what, how how important it is for your legacy that what you want to do in boxing to you, and how do you achieve that? 
Well, it's very important, you know, but at the same time, I feel like I'm in control of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what I want my legacy to look like, what I want for my career and during and after for it to be, I feel like, you know, it's all on me for me to paint that picture mm-hmm. or me to leave when I want to leave and not retire when the sport retires me. Yeah, it won't so, go out on top. Yeah, so it's like however I want to write that, you know, I see many when it's time. Yeah, well, hey, man, listen, you got you obviously have a game plan. You came in the game, you know, when people didn't really, you know, at, know you could go this far Facts. and you jumped over that hurdle. And now, you know, I feel like we're watching your legacy in motion. Like you're you're you already got the places that you want to go. You already know this fight with Earl Spence is important to your legacy. You already know that the next chip would be that fight at middleweight division. So I feel like, you know, you you there. It's just gotta fall into place. You already see it. You know what sure. I'm saying? And that's half the dream. Just seeing it before we see it. Like as long as you see it in your head, that makes the dream come true. You know right. what I mean? Like I feel like we're gonna win the game today. Cause I'm gonna make sure we're on the same team. Cause I don't yeah. want to smoke. Yeah, I feel like you, are, you a real dude. Like, and you look like you, you fight, you fight, you play the way you fight. <laughs> you know, you be hitting people. You don't, you don't say nah, nothing. You, man. you be chopping and punching in the ribs. I don't need that. I got a show next week. I'm a comedian. No, we're gonna be good. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna be good. See, I don't want no drama. You know what I mean? I gotta have. I can't be doing jokes like, yo, hey, how y'all doing, man? You know, I'm fucking around with Bud. <laughs> Broke for my ribs. Um, what would you what would you say to the young right now if you could speak to yourself at twelve years old or ten years old, the young Terrence Crawford? What would you say to you? What advice would you give yourself? Man, it's a good one, right? The young Terrence Crawford, twelve years old, he don't know where he's going. If you could go back and give him some solid advice, what would you say to him? I tell him just uh, stay in the house, stay focused. Um. <laughs> uh, Stop hanging out with the wrong crowd. Right. You know, uh, listen to your coaches, you know, and be a little more humble. Okay. I'll tell them that. That's nice. See, you See you. Are, you so you was one of the kids that was called hard-headed. Was I? What? Because <laughs> it sound like, because I can hear my mom saying that to me, your head is hard, your your mouth is going to write a check, your ass can't cash. That's a, That's an old school saying at the crib. But I'm glad that, some of you were stubborn, right? I'm glad that, you know, you were going through that and had to come to this. Because sometimes we all have to go through a little setback or bump our head a little bit to get to greatness, correct? Right. Definitely. I mean, everybody can't win every fight, you know, but sometimes that loss becomes a win. But at the same time, I look at it like, you know, all those trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. you know, make you the person that you is today. Yes, that if you didn't go through those trials and tribulations, you wouldn't be the same person that led you to be on the top that you is now. <sighs> bro, bro, bro. Dude, can we can the church say amen? amen. <laughs> can we say, I want to hear the church say amen. amen. Hallelujah, brother. I want to thank you for stopping by Top Billing. More importantly, I'm going to come to the fight. Do you, do you know roughly where you want to fight? Did you fight? Can you fight in your hometown, Omar? No, we're going to fight in Vegas. Oh, we're going to do a big deal. I get a can I throw on some fly? Yeah. yeah, I might bring my whip out there, man. Let me start. <laughs> See, I don't know if you know back in the day, you 34, I'm going to go 25. 
four, five years ago, 20 to 25 years ago, going to Vegas was was like the fashion show. Like going to see a, a fight in Vegas, people traveling. You had to have your furs. You had to have the fly gators. It was like a thing. And, you know, this is pre-social media. This is the, like, this like, was like, like the, Tyson. Oh, <laughs> I was at the, I was at the fight. I'm going to give you a perfect, a fun, fun thing that happened to me. I took my dad to Vegas for his first fight, right? It was the fight where Vandy Holyfield uh, was fighting, um, I can't think of the cat's name, but the fan man, I don't know if y'all remember the dude flew in with the parachute and got stuck in the roof. He flew over me and my father. So we got Rock Newman hooked us up with these tickets. So we like third row right here where you can hear the right? Vaseline just hits. Like people don't tell you that the first three rows is horrible because you get hit with blood. You get hit with Vaseline. I'm standing there talking to my daddy and all of nowhere. I'm like, yo, people throwing Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> but when the dudes hit somebody, pow, the Vaseline come off the motherfucker and the shit is on my forehead. I'm like, damn, the fuck? I'm thinking, I'm, I'm fucking, no, it don't matter because it's splatter. Blood. You standing there, is that blood in my beer? Yes! People don't see that at home. They just think, all we hear at home when we watch y'all fight, yeah. it sounds cute. In real life, poof, uh, damn. Oh, motherfucker. (laughs) You motherfucker. (laughs) It sound way, this shit is not cute. Anybody, let me prep y'all. If you go to see this man fight, you gonna hear some shit you ain't never heard before when somebody get hard, like when you knock the air out of somebody. (laughs) Hurry! <laughs> I, literally, I'm gonna tell you a funny story. So I, I was interviewing uh, Shakur, right? Right. He said he got hit so hard. He said he got hit so hard that he didn't know what to do. He was like, "Oh, oh man!" He, he was like, "Wait, I gotta gather myself because he, he, it was a surprising hit and maybe an awkward." I think he said it was a body shot. Mm-hmm. So he got hit with a body shot, and right. When he got hit, the bell rang. It was like, ding. He was like, thank you, God. Because yeah. he needed a moment to gather his shit. Have you ever got hit like that? Where you're like, wait a minute. Now, that is not in the recipe. Definitely. I, <laughs> you say I was, I was what? I probably was uh, 17. Mm-hmm. And I had just moved up in weight from 125 to 132. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I had my first fight in the Golden Gloves to go to the Nationals. And dude hit me. Boom. <laughs> wait, 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 where is it? In the, head. in the head? In the head. In the head, in the head. Not like the jaw or nothing. He in hit the- in the head. <laughs> and it was like, boom. And it was just like, mm. and I was like, damn, is this weight class for me? <laughs> I was like, shit, they hitting way harder they, up here than yeah, yeah. down here. You like, went upstairs. Fuck. So, like, all I can remember <laughs> is seeing, like, three of them. And it was just like, everything was in slow motion. Right. And then it was like, hit the one in the middle. <laughs> hit the one in the middle. And so I just, like, the crowd the crowd was, like, going crazy. Because after I got hit, like, I must have stumbled back. And I moved back. And they were like, ah. Right, they like, start going crazy. Yeah. So it was just like hit the one in the middle. Hit the one and in the I middle. And I could just see him just lining up with an overhand right. 
and I just slipped through a body shot. And he was, and it was over. It was over with. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) And I come back to the corner and Bo McNeil, I'm like, is you all right? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) But but in my mind, I'm like, shit. So I remember (laughs) I fought him again the next year. Are y'all still amateurs? Yeah, we still amateurs. Okay, okay. So the next year, like, <laughs> he trying the same thing. He throw a little, he hit me, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm I'm ready for this. I know he got, I, like, I know he got smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I filled in the weight class, so, you know, I stopped him in the first round. But, yeah, it was just like that Yo, particular time. You like, see, you never forget it. Never. Ne- bro, Shakur had everybody in here dying laughing because he was like, yo, I had just never got hit with nothing like that. And it was just, it was stunning for a second. We don't realize that as spectators that, you know, you know, that you guys do get hurt or get stunned, but you have to figure out in the moment how to get back to your, to your square. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What's your favorite punch that you just is like if if there's a, a signature like is it your hook is it your overhand which one you like or oh, it don't matter whichever one land whichever one land <laughs> whichever one land facts like fuck <laughs> it it could be a loopy dupe right. long as that motherfucker hit bitch yeah like a curveball joint a motherfucking land it's my favorite punch well, hey, man, you landed in life. You landed on top billing. We love you, bro. We're here to support you. You are more than welcome to come back anytime you want. We got to connect. You're here. You are the culture, bro, and you are the champ. Thank you. God bless you, bro. Appreciate Everybody, it. Terrence, Bud Crawford in the building. Hey, only on top billing do we do it like this. I holla. That's it for this episode of Top Billing with Bill Bellamy. Executive producers for Breakbeat, Dave Mays, Brett Jeffries, Bill Bellamy, and Barry Katz. Production Tastemakers Media, recorded at Dash Studios in Los Angeles, California. Follow us at IG, Breakbeat Media, and at Bill Bellamy. Comment, like, and subscribe on Breakbeat Media YouTube channel. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever your podcasts are available. And visit us at www.breakbeatmedia.com. is chilling, this is chilling, what more can I say, top villain. What's up everybody, it's your boy Terrence Crawford on Top Billing with Bill Bellamy.